Hey folks, Kian here with a quick spoiler warning for the first half of today's episode. We talk about pivotal moments in both the original Final Fantasy VII, as well as Final Fantasy VII Remake. If you're looking to leave either game's story as a surprise, you may want to skip ahead a few minutes once we start talking about them. Welcome to Figuring It Out with Kian and Nick, this reality's number one podcast for figuring out what the heck is happening in Final Fantasy VII Remake for PlayStation 4. I'm <laughs> Kian, and as always, I'm joined by Nick and Renzo. Wait, wait a minute. Hello? Wait, Renzo? Hello. I've always been here. Hello. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Renzo's had a Renzo, segment huh? on here for the past four weeks, so he, <laughs> I, I guess so. Wow. I, hi. How are you, Renzo? Hello, uh, I am doing very well. It is a huge honor to be part of figuring it out. Um, I've listened to the past three episodes. Uh, obviously, I know both of y'all, Kian and Nick. Uh, it's been awesome just listening to y'all, and I'm super honored to be invited to be a guest. You listened to all two hours last week? <laughs> all two hours. I realize I, need, I realize I need to catch up on Fast of Furious and Call of Duty. Yes, you need to do both of those. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Renzo, you mentioned you know us, um, which is kind of wild. We usually just have strangers on our podcast, uh, which is why we've not had anyone on yet prior <laughs> to today. Um, how do you know us? How did we meet? I feel like I remember how we met, but I don't know how you and Nick actually I, met. I barely, I don't even remember how we met exactly. It might have been through what I'm thinking of, but I'll let Renzo answer that, and I'll see if I'm right <laughs> in my head. So I had to think about it, too, and here's kind of my thought of where I think I met y'all. Kian, I'm very sure we met each other at Boston Postmortem. Nick, I'm sure I met you at the 2014 SIP program when I think you were either visiting, because I think by the time you came in as a mentor, you came in to Mm -hmm. mentor us. I think I knew you, but I think once you came in and everyone was like, oh, it's Nick Mudry, and then I would go... And I think, like, yeah, I met you, Kian, previously, 2013, and then I think I met you, Nick, 2014. Yeah, I think I think SIP, SIP which for those that don't know, is there's an organization in Massachusetts called MassDigi that does a lot of stuff to all at the intersection of, like, academia and game industry and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's an internship program, which is super cool which Rento was a part of, uh, and I, mm-hmm. yeah, that must have been where we met, where I came back to visit that program. We were all yeah. a part of it. We were all we part, were all of, part of it. I was the first generation. Nick was the child prodigy <laughs> in the second generation. Yeah. And Renzo was in the third generation, I want to say. You came over as well, Key, in that year, I think, to mentor uh, you and, like, Oleg and a couple other folks from, right, like, the previous years mm-hmm. uh, came yeah. over. It's crazy it's to think how long ago that was and how many generations of SIP sippers so have weird. gone through. I had someone post on Facebook that they were graduating college this year, and it freaked me out. It freaked yeah. me out. I was like, 
graduating college i mean it freaked me out for a variety of reasons because a this is not an ideal graduation year nope not uh, at all by any means but also people on my facebook friends list were still in college (laughs) Um, so you're like wait when did i become friends with you (laughs) actually that was definitely a question i asked myself (laughs) um but yeah it's it's been a long time since SIP. Certainly for me, it's been eight years, yeah. almost exactly, since my first day of SIP, because I started May 2012. Um, but yeah, I think that's about how we met as well. It was definitely a Boston event. I'm not sure if it's postmortem or not, because there's thousands of Boston game events, or at least there used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, we also all worked together on a little video game called Rockman 4. Very small game. Uh, yeah, tiny game. A few uh, people no might have heard of it. all, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> But great. Yeah, it's great to actually like finally have you on here. We talked about the Renzo Minute uh, briefly, but yeah, we've referenced you somehow very naturally every single time, <laughs> mind you, um, in every episode so far. And we figured we should just have an actual like Renzo guest appearance and we should do it sooner <laughs> rather than later because there's only so far we can stretch out the Renzo Minute. Um, exactly. But yeah, uh, how have you been, Renzo? Like, wh- what have you been doing? Like, what have you been playing? Uh, what are you listening to? What else are you doing? I know we talked briefly like three weeks ago, um, but let the audience know. Like, give give us an insight into to the games you're playing. Maybe even Animal Crossing, your, your village, what yes. it's like, your house. It's a lot of Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, so the general question, all things considered, uh, as I think we've all been saying, as a disclaimer, like uh, I've been doing very well. You know, um, I'm working from home here. I've got my work machine here. And a lot of time here is just spent, like, you know, spending time with a significant other, um, playing games, watching movies. Um, Definitely super thankful for Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a lot of time has been spent, like, the past month with that game. Um, And that's been really fun. Like, right now I have um, sort of go in detail about, like, my sort of – walkthrough in the game or like my the way i've been playing is um i haven't been playing like extreme with the turn up stock market thing uh <laughs> only last week did i do that um did it turn out well someone's mark <laughs> yeah someone's market was selling for 590 which damn son five, that was <laughs> the highest lot. i've ever seen it so i visited uh i didn't have too many turnips but i had like z- from zero bells to like 200k after pretty that good. was nice yeah very yeah and I've I've had friends who like they just buy all the turnips. That's and like, much it, that's and what I they did come this out morning. Millionaires, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you're you're poor today, but then like you you find a friend or something. Um, that's the beauty of Twitter as well. Like mm-hmm. a lot. This game has been very cool with the community aspect in that you know a lot of people are very helpful right now to just say like hey. Uh, turnips are selling for um, you know for like this amount like only 91 bells Mm -hmm. you know you can just buy them for that and then you can go to someone's cranny like hey Nook's cranny selling it is buying turnips for 550 or something or higher Uh, it's really cool seeing people just kind of help each other out and like you know share what's going on in their island and kind of like open up the gates essentially to like oh hey like come on over you know Um, right I think that's been cool. No, for sure. I mean, and 
I've mostly been playing the stock market these past few weeks, just saving money. Uh, so <laughs> unlike in real life, I've become a filthy capitalist trying to hoard as much money as possible. Um, so it is interesting to hear you, Renzo, say, like, I'm not really doing that. I've done it once, and now I'm kind of well off financially. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been it's this is the perfect time for Animal Crossing. I think this game would have been successful regardless. I think it would have mm-hmm. picked up the way it did regardless. But I think if it was like a million copy seller, it's become like a billion. That's an exaggeration. A billion copy seller. It like, could be because of the fact that, because of COVID. Like right, we're we're all kind of trapped inside. We're not allowed to hang out with people as easily, and this gives us a way to kind of socialize and visit people in a way that. We all kind of wish we could be doing in real life right now. Everyone could have their beach vacation with each other at any time. (laughs) All day, every day. The beaches are going to open back up again soon, lads. So, (laughs) (laughs) hashtag just Florida (laughs) things. Um, Yeah. So, Renzo, what size house do you have? Like, are we talking like a one bedroom, a studio, a two bedroom, three bedroom? I'm talking about real life. No, <laughs> in Animal Crossing. Like, how, right, right. how far What's down my, that rabbit hole have you gone? How's my real estate looking? Uh, right now, I've got only two bedrooms. I haven't oh, really cool. been expanding it. I've just kind of been like, so I have like my regular living room and I kind of want to add some stuff to it. Um, I have a fully room that was really <laughs> fun to make. I just made like, I put a TV, put up studio monitors, an effects rack, and just like a microphone in the middle of the room. Different rugs because the footsteps in Animal Crossing I have always adored. (laughs) And they took so much time with the footstep game because um, there's different footstep sounds and variations for each of the rugs. And depending on the shoes you wear, so if you wear like loafers or slippers – the foot your footsteps will sound different. I never noticed and, this, <laughs> and they'll be different on each material you're on. If you're on grass, if you're on sand, if you're on like a plastic rug, if you're on, it, it's amazing. So right now I have like f- I've stuffed like four rugs in that room, um, and it's just like you know like a table with fruit and then like some shelves with stuff, and it's like oh if I had a fully room, this is what mm-hmm. I would love. Um, I think you shared a photo of that on Twitter, if I remember right. I feel like yeah. I've, I've seen it, and it looks really cool. I'm, ju- I'm just really fixated on the fact that the audio dude has a Foley room, and that the guy who likes to collect vinyl and co- go to coffee shops has vinyl all over his apartment, and yes. Nick's entire town mm. is a diner, dive-in, and drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cool thing about Animal Crossing, though. It's super, yeah. like, I get surprised every time I play it, because... Or not just play it, but like I see photos on Twitter because I'm like, I didn't even know that was an item you could get in Animal Crossing. Like, there's it's there's so re- much variety in there. It's it's really cool. Um, and then the second room I have is uh, a music room, and it's it's not too much. There's a drum set, two guitars, mm-hmm. and an upright piano, uh, and then just like a pair of speakers playing uh i think it's kk groove um i have just that playing in there now was that um, downloadable content for rock band 4 on animal crossing or was that fortunately no <laughs> no i couldn't convince uh tom bender to uh you know get the rights <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday maybe someday maybe maybe animal crossing rock band 2021 <laughs> that's what everybody wants yeah um but awesome, that's that's great. Um, any villagers that stand out on your island, Renzo? Is there any villagers you like absolutely hate? Any villagers you love and like would want to like have as a friend in real life 
if they were a walking anthropomorphic animal? Yeah, I mean, I've been really happy. All my villagers have been pretty cool. The first, the first camper I got, so it seems like the first camper you get, you have to have them eventually become a villager or something like that, because it was weird. I had a camper, uh, uh, their name's Kyle. Uh, they're a metalhead musician. and <laughs> Perfect. Basically, yeah, basically, like, they were super, like, oh, man, everyone loves me, and, like, <laughs> I should totally move here. You'd be cool with that, right? And all my options were, like, <laughs> yes and absolutely, yep. and I feel really weird about that. Like, uh, <laughs> Let's just quit the I'm game, turn it off, restart. I'm by you, but I guess I have to let you in, sure. Did you say they're a metalhead? Yeah, they're they're like a fellow metalhead, and I. That's, and, go on. I mean, I found that out later. Like at first, like Kyle is just in a in the the tent, mm-hmm. and there was nothing to like really gauge from them aside from just speaking with them, and they were just like, you know, like everyone loves me. Yeah, like uh, it was something like that, and I was at first reluctant, but then I like had to let them move in. Uh, and they were they were cool mm. like they were totally fine um like uh i love kyle's getup uh in their house because they have like kk metal blasting from their stereo perfect uh <laughs> drums a piano and their bed is just three cardboard boxes i'm not even kidding it's like three a set of cardboard boxes that you can lay on and it is the quintessential it's... college musician incredible uh, room it's amazing um so kyle's awesome everyone is really cool uh marina is super nice julie is great um rabble is a doctor with a a mask so rabble's been like on the social <laughs> distancing game like pre-covid and uh yeah i mean everyone's been really cool like i haven't had that experience of like a rude villager uh um i have buck who is like a weightlifter they're yeah. cool but there are a lot of no- weightlifters and every yeah. island has to have at least one of us fit bros my <laughs> island has two because it's me. i went in at like 11 and p.m buck. and buck is there with shades Flexing. curling on the beach yep. and Flexing. i'm like you know what kyle like you do you like yeah. you are kicking butt yeah um i just i'm again fixate on the fact that your first metalhead your first villager was like a metalhead and my first villager was like this hipster artsy like oh, i sure. i make art <laughs> hello you have to have me i yeah, think yeah, i yeah. could live here will i live here yes say yes um uh nick was guy fieri your first camper absolutely absolutely <laughs> incredible the game just knows us so well <laughs> um but all right i think our animal crossing minute might be done for today at least uh but renzo if i'm not mistaken you've also finished final fantasy 7 remake I have finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. All right. Um, so before we proceed, Nick, how comfortable are you with spoilers? You, I think I, if you I, do spoil I'm going to nod along because I don't know anything about Final Fantasy. And All by right. the time I ever decide to play uh, Final Fantasy, uh, I will have forgotten this entire conversation. <laughs> Sounds good. And uh, I'll, I'll throw in a spoiler. Okay. I'll throw in a spoiler bumper at the front of this. But uh, Renzo, let's just, let's just talk about this whole game. Uh, <laughs> first and foremost... Did you play the original Final Fantasy VII? I have not. I know the thing that happens, like the plot point that's like top 10 plot points of all video games. (laughs) Uh, But I have not played the original aside from 
like listening to the soundtrack uh, and being familiar with the characters uh, like Cloud. Okay, okay. But all right, so you're not even really familiar with sort of the general story arc beyond sort of the... Uh, and I think we're going to spoil it now because we already said spoilers for the remake, let alone uh, the original. <laughs> it's all good. Um, the death of Aerith or Eris in the PlayStation version is kind of like a, a pivotal moment in gaming history because one of your party members is permanently killed, mm-hmm. which is unheard of up until that point. But uh, you're not sort of familiar with the whole story arc overall beyond that because I don't even think, honestly, that that's like the most shocking reveal in some ways. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, that's that's really it. And if I'm correct, that occurs at the end of disc one in the original. So I don't even know like it, anything that happens besides, oh, you fight Sephiroth. You know? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, because I, I think the big thing with this remake is that it's a 40-hour version of a five-hour part of a 40-hour game, right? <laughs> I think that's kind of been the, the what are they going to do with this um, conversation that happened when they announced this was an episodic, quote-unquote, remake. Um, mm-hmm. But it actually, like, kind of starts to go just absolutely, like, Kingdom Hearts style, which is not surprising because the creator of Kingdom Hearts is heavily involved with this game, like, batshit crazy towards the end. Uh I think the prevailing fan theory right now is that this is actually a whole new story um, that mm-hmm. Nomura himself has even described this game as the fifth Final Fantasy VII compilation project. <laughs> so yeah. it's actually not just a, the full name is Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's not F- Final Fantasy VII Part One. It's, it's literally called Final Fantasy VII Remake in that the idea is they're going to remake the world of Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Um, you see those Dementor things, Renzo, that kind of show up throughout the game, the Whispers of Fate? Yeah. Those are basically, as I think is explained by Aerith, like, they're trying to keep the story going the way it's supposed to, like it does in the original game. And at the end of the game, you fight those things, and you mm-hmm. basically defy destiny, and you get this weird, like, fight on a moon with Sephiroth. None of that happens in Final Fantasy VII. It's a complete departure um, from the original story. Uh, you just kind of ride out of Midgar on a motorcycle and enter the world map. Sephiroth has barely shown up at that point. I think he first makes an appearance at the village you visit immediately after escaping Midgar. Um, let a, you don't see any of these ghastly apparitions of him, and you don't certainly don't have him kill Barrett, only for that to be undone because that's not how it's supposed to go. Uh, and you certainly don't fight him in a boss battle. Uh, so it, it is really wild how at the end of the game they just sort of basically say straight up, Hey, this is actually going to be like a very different story moving forward. Uh, like they basically even hint that the character Zack, who's that black-haired dude that looks like Cloud, uh, has ended up living somehow because in the original Final Fantasy VII, he's been dead. Uh, he has a whole prequel game for PSP devoted to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess I'm coming at this from someone who's played the original, who's played some of the compilation games, who's watched advent children who's read a short story collection that makes advent children almost make sense uh who's played a lot of kingdom hearts and is familiar with how these things can kind of spiral out of control very quickly and having finished the game i'm just really worried about where they're going because i don't trust tetsuya nomura to make this a straightforward uh easy to navigate a uh, series of titles that remake the story of final fantasy seven. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I kind of ended up finishing this game being kind of like, well, I'm glad they're doing something different, but I'm also incredibly worried. And I guess now hearing that you actually haven't really played the original, like how did you 
leave this remake feeling? Um, I really liked it, and it was very interesting reading and hearing of, from discussions from folks who they have played the original, they haven't played the original. Um, I'll just speak for myself that I really like what they're doing in the fact that no matter who you are as a gamer, whether you've grown up with FF7, whether you're looking at this story for the first time in this sort of perspective, everyone's sort of on the same page now and on the same, I guess, uh, trajectory of of the plot line. Like, no one knows what's going to happen from here. And I think that's fascinating. Um, and I guess, you know, maybe in a way there is some lack of a better word bias I have from not having grown up with the original in that I don't have any reference point aside from the music like (laughs) (laughs) I can first off I can go on all day about the music of this game it is outstanding and I feel like this game should be a benchmark for giving more budget to audio especially music in a game because every track from start to finish is like beautiful and incredible um but uh going on the plot of the game um i really enjoyed it i always love when the 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 team for a game isn't afraid to tap into something that everyone loves and still try something new um Mm -hmm. i got that sense personally from the controversial star wars the last jedi um I personally enjoyed what they were going for in that movie, and it's very interesting seeing what happens when you tap into things and try to change things in a franchise that is beloved, because I think as we've seen, you can't satisfy both sides. And I think my hope is, if they're going a new direction, they just got they gotta go for it. Because I think if they try to back, uh, sort of, if the second game feels like it's sort of a, a backpedal of, oh, no, we just got to keep the original plot as much as possible. I'm worried that it's going to be a backpedal of the ideas that are in this one, hence making it feel kind of lopsided, like mm-hmm. how I personally feel the whole Star Wars sequel trilogy has mm-hmm. kind of felt. Um, yeah. I have faith they won't because this game is starting off right off the bat, like you're saying, this is a remake of the narrative, and I think that's fascinating, and I'm glad they're starting it right off with that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's interest. It's interesting where they will go, and I'm personally optimistic that they will keep it interesting. It'll definitely be interesting. Uh, so just for for my my thoughts, um, I really like the idea as well. I'm just worried that it's already gone that way, but in two Kingdom Hearts of fashion, and I know how that can go, both positively and negatively. <laughs> right, as a <laughs> massive Kingdom Hearts fan. Uh, so I am, I'm like cautiously optimistic. I did very much expect this to be a far more beat for beat remake. Uh, I did not expect this to be a rebuild of Evangelion situation where it's actually a whole new story that starts out familiar and kind of goes its own thing. Um, gotcha. But yeah, um, we, we talked a lot about the, the narrative uh, changes. How did you feel about the gameplay? Having not played the original, but maybe having played Kingdom Hearts or maybe some other RPGs or what have you. Yeah, I think they they knocked it out of the park. I mean, uh, I'll say this as someone who I don't personally play a lot of turn-based 
role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, usually the ones that I play are more like action-adventure. Um, gotcha. And I think this game is one of the best sort of games a person can use as a segue to like like me my favorite games are like uncharted the last of us uh you know action more action adventure oriented ones and i think this one is a perfect one for some for someone let's say someone who loves rpgs has a friend who likes action adventure games for them to go hey try this out maybe this will kind of help you see why i love role-playing games because I'm a very impatient gamer. I just like I'm just like I just want to mash a button. You know, I just want to go for it and just know what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. I loved the tactics of this game. Like I was focused on getting the right materia for certain characters and making sure like okay, I'm using this attack. Let me switch to Barrett so that he can use an attack with his big Bertha. And then let me switch to Tifa because her star shower is really good for this particular enemy. I never really do that with games, but this one, I was in it. And I think it's because the combat is so much fun. Um, every battle feels important. It's like even a small exploration battle is like, oh my gosh, we, we've got to beat these rats. You really have like to the think whole about story, it. <laughs> the whole story depends on these rats that we're just kicking right now. These were rats. We we're rat win. A. And part of it is the music. Like even if you're fighting rats, you just hear like this – beautiful orchestration of the battle music of the original and you're like we gotta win y'all like it all comes down to this um and i think they did a brilliant job yeah with that cool yeah no i i think i'll keep my thoughts short because i think we want to talk about some other games especially games that nick has played uh but i really thought they perfected this sort of more action-oriented combat system that they've slowly been trying to work towards since final fantasy 13 uh which staggered so this game could run i think that's a kotaku headline uh but it's very true Mm -hmm. i think they really nailed the the hybrid of tactical turn-based combat with action-oriented uh aesthetic Um, absolutely so I, i actually really really enjoyed the the combat myself as well um but all right final fantasy 7 remake it's done we wait probably 10 years for the second part because this is a Square Enix game. Uh, dialing the scope back a little, but also still a universal experience out in the cosmos, is uh, a game from all of our friends over at Contigo mm-hmm. Games. Uh, Starcross is finally out on Nintendo Switch. And Did Xbox. everybody get to play it yet? And Xbox One. <laughs> I have not played the final version yet. It's still on my list to, to, to boot up. But, I mean, I have played it a lot over the years still. Yeah. <laughs> I did play it at PAX. Yes. I have it uh, on Steam, and I just got it on Switch. It's, uh, it is amazing seeing how hard all of the devs at Contigo, like, worked on this. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, I played a little bit last night, and I'm just – the feel is really good uh the star the star burst star boosting uh mechanic is really nice it 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 really makes you feel intense and i will say i suck at it because i'm playing single player so i'm actually (laughs) doing like dual analog controls with two characters and it is a learning curve it's definitely a very co-op centric experience but it's it's great to see it out i'm so happy for everyone at contigo and getting this thing on console nonetheless i think that's a great it's a big challenge and just like super cool to see that Yeah, yeah yeah It's really awesome. Um, this is my first title on Switch. Oh, nice. With a credit, which is yeah. incredible. Congrats. Um, yeah. 
working with them was amazing. Like the thing about that game that works really well is that that team like talked about everything and they communicated a lot with each other. Um, Francesco was really good at um, just like making sure folks were updated on Slack with what was going on. And I think everything in that game works well because like everyone just talks with each other. Mm -hmm. Like that's something I wish more teams did. Like it's funny because as, as a team gets bigger and bigger, obviously it's always going to get harder to like get updates from folks or like what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it was such a perfect balance of like, you always knew what anyone was up to and they did a really good job. Like, staying up to date and like communicating stuff you can feel the love everyone had for this game and yeah they they really knocked it out with it so i'm i'm real i'm really proud of them for sure awesome nick uh what other space games you've been playing specifically i have been playing lots and lots of destiny as as (laughs) usual i played a lot more than i have in the past while last night that was a that was that was a fun time a lot of a lot of crucible and a lot of gambit uh but yeah, I'm just 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 playing through through uh, a bunch of Destiny, watching the hunters continually lose in the Guardian games. God damn it! It's I, I looked at the banner this morning. I booted it up uh, just before this because I had some some medals to turn in, and I could I didn't think that the hunter banner could get any lower, but it did. <laughs> thanks, thanks. So uh, that's where we're at as a as a, a class. Um, I don't know. Death Destiny is still, 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 still being fun. I don't know uh, if 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 Renzo, you've been playing De- uh, Destiny at all. I know Keen has I've dabbled. Not, no. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's 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 pretty good. I'm curious to see because Bun- Bungie's been silent for a while, so I'm kind of curious to see what's next with Destiny in terms of the next season and also like the next big expansion, which it seems like they're kind of overdue to have something for. So yeah, I'm know. curious, especially since we're entering a new generation. Still, sounds like this year, like will we see Destiny Two for Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five announced? Will we see crossplay finally? Yeah, please. So I don't have to keep playing on Stadia just to play with my one friend. <laughs> um, no offense to Stadia, I just I'm not going to be subscribing just to play Destiny. I don't know, right? They might uh, just keep giving you free trials to Stadia Pro, so you never know. Maybe, maybe. And now it's got PUBG, so I've got another reason to play it. There's PUBG uh, on there? Ooh. PUBG is now free for Stadia Premium owners. Stadia Pro that. owners. I might yeah, try that. They just added it. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I only played a little bit last week. I realized I still have a long way to go in getting my uh, Dream Bane armor, mm. so that's still kind of keeping me occupied. Yeah, I, th- I think last night I played enough to go from a 970 light level to a 982 i think so i i, I jumped a lot in that short short-ish session i had last night um the other 800. thing I'm, what <laughs> 800 is my light level so. <laughs> you'll get there uh the, the other thing i've been playing a lot of uh this week is game dev tycoon um which is essentially just uh, there, there's a handful of these like management games out there where they're mostly idle uh you kind of just be like hey i want to i own i own this company or i own this type of the like business and i want to make these products and you kind of just tell the game to do that and see if you made the right choices and either you make money or you lose money um it's that except for game development which is very fitting for all of our (laughs) careers and our paths uh but yeah no i've just been been playing along with that and i kind of moved my old save which i I think i've been playing with the same save game since like 2013 but just very on and off 
because I kind of looked back the when game's it said out that long. Apparently, I have a I have an achievement that was from 2013, and Jeez. everything feels the same of what I've been doing because I know I, I used to play that game in super short bursts on Steam, uh, and I finally completed a game like because I I, th- I think the the quote unquote end game of it hits at like 45 in game years or something like that, which is a decent amount of time to play, uh, and it finally I, like I was. I was at like year 39 or something like that. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to like play right through this and, and, and get through it. Uh, but now I, I'm a, I'm a, ga- I, I, I am a game developer that has launched three consoles and like 120 something games in total. And over has, the course of 40 years, you only released three consoles. Yep. I, I only, How that are you feature. Still in business? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We've been shipping for all the other consoles. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess you, you took a cigarette maybe. Yep. It yeah, was, okay. uh, I don't know. It's fun. Now Now I have a save game that has like $5 billion of dollars in terms of resources. And it's like, okay, I'll just do whatever I want. Oh, JK, <laughs> I take it all back. If you've got $5 billion from a power to you. Yep, um, there we go. Good, cool. That, that's, right. I, that's been my two obsessions this week in terms of gaming. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, I guess quick Codicy update. Codicy being my new word for my Call of Duty oh, Odyssey. Right. Uh, it has reached a conclusion. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I actually finished Call of Duty Infinite Warfare last night. Nice. Uh, actually, a really solid campaign and a really interesting campaign. Really? I think probably the strongest Call of Duty campaign of the generation. Uh, it's different. I, I mean, I haven't played World War II and I don't plan to. I'm, I don't care. Um, it, it's different. So obviously there's a space setting. But unlike a lot of Call of Duties where you just go level to level to level, even if Black Ops 3 may have introduced a like hub world, um, in Infinite Warfare, you actually only have like five main campaign missions hmm. uh, that are a bit longer than the average Call of Duty campaign level, but there are like six side campaigns or side missions that you can do that increase the odds of success in your main mission. So basically, you can just do one side mission because you actually have to do a side mission before the second mission will mm-hmm. unlock, uh, and that will increase the odds of success in your campaign missions the more you complete there's a a kill list um, which is a morbid thing but basically like uh enemy commanders and stuff who killing them like will cross them off a board there are hidden armories you can find that unlock new weapon upgrades for your player uh there the fact that you can choose side objectives side missions in of itself is pretty wild for a card game because it adds this like non-linear element to it but yeah, it was just a really solid Call of Duty. I think you can kind of tell that a lot of former Infinity Ward turned respawn turned Infinity Ward again employees worked on that game because <laughs> unlike Black Ops 3, the wall running and sort of the sliding and the double jumps and jets are just like really silky smooth. And it really has just like an incredible tight uh, feeling to it. So my codice is at an end and I'm otherwise just playing control and seeing some of the performance issues people have talked about. Hmm. Uh but games are boring. Games suck. I don't like games. We all hate games wow. here. None of us like video games. We're all hot really take. into music. Yeah, hot take. Uh, <laughs> second time I've said it this year, but hot take. Uh, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Friends was like, I thought Kian was just talking about how much he loves Final Fantasy. And now he's saying he hates games. <laughs> uh, music. Music's really what we're about here at this podcast. And uh, Renzo, I, I think it's become quite clear to listeners already that you have opinions on music and that you're really into music and making music. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about the music we're listening to. And I think we'll lead with you because you're our special guest. So, For sure. Um, 
Uh, I've been listening to Cell Dweller. They're Ooh, like a yeah. sort of industrial electronic rock band. I love their sounds. Beautiful blend of uh, heavy metal with sort of a electronica trance. Very good mix. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of been a lot of them. Uh, Nightwish just came out with a new album that was really cool. It, you know, it's funny. I, it hasn't been too much music ever since just being at home but i would say those two artists and then the final fantasy 7 remake soundtrack just like you know like finding some music of it and just putting it on loop and just listening cool cool i'm noticing a trend though as well metal <laughs> uh, so nice nick what about you i mean i have my my normal metal uh metal listenings uh there's a new trivium album that came out that was a uh, pretty all right i enjoyed that a little bit uh not as much as i've enjoyed a lot of their other stuff but maybe it'll grow on me as albums tend to do usually um i think also uh in this moment came out with a new album that i need to listen to and i've I only listen listened to that too it, oh. i've only listened to i think one or two tracks off of it uh but judging by those two tracks i kind of want to listen to the whole thing but really uh i pulled up my last fm just because i was like what have i been listening to because <laughs> last been FM, damn i, I scrabble everything these days uh it, lo- it looks like a lot of post malone uh there's there's some bad wolves which is kind of like a heavy metal band that's kind of on the up and up uh lately against the current is a band i recently discovered that they're a lot in my uh playlist Kean, I think you might actually like them. I get a Paramore vibe off of them. They're like a pop oh. band. I've been meaning to tell, tell you about them, and then I keep forgetting every time. I'm like, hey, I should tell Kean about this band, and then I walk away from my computer or something. Uh, but they, they have some really fun tracks on one of their albums that I really enjoy. Grabbits um, is also this EDM electronic musician that I discovered a long time ago that they've come back in my rotation that's 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 kind of been my last week or so in music brought brought brought, brought to you by my uh last fm page <laughs> <laughs> nice 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 i i probably still have my last fm going but i've I obviously also last FM recently <laughs> well okay that that probably confirms it then uh i didn't even know that because i haven't checked that thing in years uh I'm obviously also listening to a lot of just incredibly heavy music. I've listened to a lot of Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen this week. <laughs> I've listened to Churches, you know, a little bit of that, a little bit mm-hmm. of this. Uh, I've been listening to some metal. I think it's just like Bring Me the Horizon, uh, sort of like more metal core, I guess. Uh, I, I heard last night that Greg Pucciato, former vocalist of the Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, he's actually working on a solo project, and mm. I just listened to the first two singles from that, and it is extremely my shit. He goes from like this kind of like silky smooth R and B style voice to just the most intensely violent screams you can imagine in classic uh, Dillinger Escape Plan fashion. Uh, so I'm very excited to hear more of that. Uh, getting really excited for the new 1975 album, so I've been listening to some of the singles from that. Uh, the just spastic kind of like. 2000s pop punk meets like hard rock inspired people and the like really uh kind of honestly kind of depressing single uh jesus christ 2005 god bless america featuring phoebe bridgers it's like this very like folksy kind of just guitar and vocal song from them so honestly not a lot of metal at all (laughs) Um, just a little bit of pop and indie and stuff to to balance everyone else out but yeah i've been listening to a lot of music still um which i think is 
partially because I'm also working on an EP, which is like sort of one of my sort of hobbies right now is like recording or learning to record and mix music as mm -hmm. well as this podcast. Um, and, and I guess that kind of brings me to another question. It's like, Renzo, what are you doing in quarantine? Like what, what hobbies do you have? And then like Nick, maybe we can talk about some of ours and yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely been a lot of games and movies. Uh, I I bought it from a scalper, so disclaimer, and I don't recommend doing this. But I bought Ring Fit Adventure. It was uh, oh, like right. three hundred dollars. Um, cost of a Nintendo Switch. I did it because I am. I was like, you know what? I just gotta do. I gotta do a workout, and this will repl This is pretty much the cost of like. I don't know, six months, five months of LA fitness. So here we go. <laughs> That's actually but, uh, an interesting way to justify it. Now that you mentioned that I've been on eBay yeah. looking for ring fit adventure and every once in a while I'll try and find ones that are like misspelled and listed and be like, let me just bid on this. It's only at 50 bucks right now. And then eventually it still creeps back up to 300. I'm like, they, All right, I'm out of yeah, here. <laughs> it's like if you can afford a one-time drop of six months worth of a gym, then, and you stick to it. Mm -hmm. That's how I personally see it. But, um, but I did get it, and that's been fantastic to do. Like, it's a very encouraging game. Um, so I've been doing that. Not too many other things aside from games and movies. Something that uh, my partner and I watch. We watch a lot of comedy specials uh, on Netflix. Um, like, we went to a comedy show. Uh, my friend, Ange Muscariello, he, he was there. Uh, he actually... Uh, did some stand-up and that was awesome and that kind of motivated us to go like okay let's see some other specials mm -hmm. um so it's a lot of that uh great british baking show like that's always great a good show. thing to watch like pass the shine the the time um and yeah like animal crossing final fantasy 7 all those things nice nice uh i actually can't watch the great british bake off because i'm too busy baking <laughs> <laughs> so uh i've been making lots of banana bread Lots of chocolate some. chip banana bread. Oh, what's uh, very nice. And, and Renzo, I remember you mentioning to me like when we had chatted a few weeks ago how you bought Ring Fit, and I, I respect the commitment. Uh, I, I'm spoiled. I have a gym in my apartment complex that's currently closed, so I can't make that justification to mm. myself. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I've been doing like VR workouts using Beat Saber and an app called Supernatural, which for $20 a month after the first month, uh, you basically get like a Beat Saber-style uh, experience but with more of a focus on squatting and lunges as well and oh, cool. uh, it it plays exactly like beat saber otherwise but you also have like a trainer kind of being like watch your form it links up to your either watch or phone to track your heart rate it's oh, trying nice. to like measure your power like seeing how consistent you are it has a very different and honestly <laughs> no offense beat saber but like a stronger soundtrack i think in terms of like name recognition like there's kendrick there's lady gaga there's one republic like bands people actually know no offense um <laughs> and, it, and it's very like intense it's like a far more intense beat saber because i think you know you're kind of constantly being encouraged as you might see on camera but can't hear in this audio medium to like swing your arms as strongly as you can mm -hmm. and it's basically just the mechanics of beat saber but turned into a workout um so you do like a 23 minute workout focused on your core and it will be a lot more like twisting and stuff uh, as you play it uh that's awesome. So that's how I've been staying, staying COVID fit, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, those are really my hobbies. What about you, Nick? I mean, on top of on top of video games, like we've all been uh, playing a lot of. Uh, I finally got my guitar out of the basement, uh, my, like my basement office. I used to work out of. It was down there. I finally went downstairs again and brought brought it back up. 
so i've been kind of noodling around and trying to relearn songs that used to know uh, a lot which is that that's been fun it's a nice non-gaming non-media hobby even though music is technically a form of media but it's it's not me just listening to a song on spotify it's like actually doing something (laughs) at the same time uh so that's been a lot of fun uh i've also been doing a decent amount of writing just both on my computer and in a journal which has been therapeutic in a way i started doing this like a long while ago and then i fell off and then i started to pick it back up which is kind of fun um and that's kind of that i haven't I, th- I, th- I think games are probably like 80% of my hobbies at this point. <laughs> uh, and then the, the, the rest is kind of just as it happens. I've ever, ever since you made that comparison to uh, ring fit being a gym membership, I'm very tempted to go purchase one on eBay now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, although I know that's th- all it takes for Nick. <laughs> I know the second I do, Nintendo's going to be like, Hey, we just finished manufacturing a bunch and it's all back that's, in stock. That's why I haven't gone for the scalper. Rip, yeah. I want to play that game just to kind of add in like more variety to my workouts, but I'm just like, I can hold out. Yeah. I can hold out. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, yeah, no, that's what I've kind of been up to throughout the past couple of weeks. Nice. Nice. Hobby nice. Well, We've, we've talked a lot about what we've been up to in some specific games, but um, I think it's time we get into our first official segment of today's episode, and that is getting to know Renzo. Yes. Uh, so Nick put together some questions that we're going to kind of alternate between asking you, Renzo, and just, you know, kind of give us some insight into you, what you're up to, some of the stuff mm-hmm. you're, you loved the past 10, 20 years or what have you, and uh, just, yeah, kind of introduce you to the audience. So, uh We'll go question by question, and then we'll get into our video pick of the week, and then we'll take a quick break. Yeah. So, yeah, Renzo, uh, you've done a ton of stuff in your career, uh, especially since, like, I, like Keen and, and I first met you. You were working on some small games during the, like, SIP program that we talked about, like Katsunami, Midnight Terrors, some, some games <laughs> that people that are listening probably have no idea what they are, although they might be available somewhere, maybe. I think on a Katsunami's Play. never going to be available. I think I that's the joke. Out. It, it, it was out. on the store. It did come really? out. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah. It might be on Google Play. Uh, <laughs> you should go check that out if you're listening. Uh, they're, actually, they're, actually, uh, f- they're actually fun games. But, of course, you also worked on, and we also, met, we also mentioned... Uh, some of these rock band god of war and correct me if i get the wrong one here but i believe it's outer worlds and not outer wilds correct <laughs> no you're good I we, we know that it's the rpg we just don't know the name yep uh, <laughs> but yeah no you've had such a like really long and interesting career so far and i'm curious if there's like any advice that you would give to yourself all those years ago or just anyone that would be like kind of in the same similar shoes of wanting to like do music or do sound or whatever it might be that mm-hmm. like you're super into as well in the like games industry. Yeah, um I really appreciate that and I appreciate hearing all that. Um if I could go back and kind of talk to myself, I wish that I knew beforehand that there's going to be bumps on the road and that's okay. Mm-hmm. By that I mean like the way and I don't blame my college necessarily for this. I think it was just a lot of the way I, t- I personally take things very like literally and seriously. Mm-hmm. The way we learned about different careers in my college education was look at what the sound designer's doing, uh, you know, project yourself to do that. 
and there was really no time limit. So in a way, throughout college, I had a lot of sense of by I graduated in 2015. Like by 2015, I need to work on an audio of the year project and I got to get audio of the year or else like that's it. I'm done. And uh, I really wish I could have talked to myself to go like, hey, man, like you're on a good path. Things are going to take a while, a lot longer than you think that is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish I could have done that. Like, um, I'm very proud of how much I spent studying, uh, practicing sounds and just like focusing on myself. Like, I don't regret that, but I think if I were to go back to college, I would have spent a little more time, like, asking for feedback from folks because I never really showed people my work. I would show, um, like, I would show people who weren't sound designers. I would ask them, like, hey, like, what do you think? Because I know they would usually, um, they wouldn't go into the details, which I was afraid mm-hmm. of. Because if I would ask a friend about details of a sound design project I was doing, I know they would go, like, hey, you might want to trim the low end, uh, try out this plugin, go here and there. And I would get scared, like, why don't I know this? Why don't I know these plugins? Why don't <laughs> right. I know how to, all these techniques? I should know it by now. It's almost 2015. Oh, my God. Uh, so I ended up not doing it because I, I was afraid that by revealing that, that I didn't know something, that that was it. Like some something divine was going to happen that would have was like, okay, Renzo, you failed. Like, that's it. Um, and, I, and I wish I could have gone back to just tell myself, like, yo – it is okay. And mm-hmm. you don't need to know, you know everything by the time you graduate. You could, you're going to learn yeah. all throughout the rest of your career and, and you're always yeah, and learning. I, absolutely. And I admit it's a struggle I still go through. And I think we all do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's Every funny. Day. Like people think like, you know, once like you have like your first project, you think like, Oh man, you're fine. You're going to feel great. Oh my God. And then like our inner voices are like, okay, do better. You better do better. You better do better. Um, mm-hmm. At least that's how it was for me. And um, it's still, you know, kind of like a daily reminder of, hey, like, it's a day. Maybe I'm really working hard and kicking butt. Cool. Maybe I'm sitting my butt and playing ML Crossing. Cool. You know, it's like, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> but that's that's the best way I can answer that question. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So let's let's just say, hypothetically, you didn't end up working in games. What other industry do you think you'd be working in, and what do you think you'd be doing there? Would it still be audio stuff? Would it be something different? Uh... My, that's a good question. My first job ever was Little Caesars. Um, pizza, I, pizza. Yeah, yeah, pizza, pizza. Have you ever seen a Jimmy I, Fallon bit on that? No. It's good. I'll send it to you after. I'll, I'll, I'll also put it in the show notes. It's one of my oh, favorite please Fallon do. jokes. Oh, that's awesome. Um, uh basically like i made pizzas and i did and i was a cashier as well during some shifts where i would do either front desk or drive through since you some little caesars have drive throughs mm-hmm. you can literally just say hey i want two pepperoni hot and ready's and it'll be like cool two seconds later you got one um i really enjoyed it like pizza to this day is like my favorite food and um like uh, I haven't gotten sick of it. And I think if I were to continue on like just doing something else and not games, like I would have loved to have been like a pizzeria manager or just like keep working and doing pizzas. Like the, 
Little Caesars I was at, the crew was really awesome. Like, I had really supportive coworkers. And looking back, I remember asking my friends in high school, like, how their jobs were. And, like, you know, people sucked. Like, it, it, it was an age where people would, like, not all the jobs were the same. Like, if you had mm-hmm. a bad manager, then it just, like, stemmed down to the other coworkers. And, right. Like, uh, my, my classmates would just talk about, like, yeah, I work here at Radio Shack or, like, somewhere else. And, like, my coworkers suck. Like, they don't really give me a good – like, there's no good time at all. Everything is, like, so strict. And I was really blessed I had a manager who – her name was Jessica. She was strict, but, you know, like, she would chat with us. She was the one who was always, like – even on a really busy, hard day. Hey, Renzo, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, if I were to do something else, pizzeria. I would absolutely go back to pizza. Renzo's Pizzeria and Kitchen. That's it now. <laughs> yeah. My dad, fun fact, my dad, uh, I think he managed, if not, he worked at a place called Renzo's Pizza uh, Incredible. in Florida. <laughs> Which um, part of Florida? Uh, Miami. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna once quarantine's over, I'll go and see if it's still there, and I'll let you know. Maybe, maybe there you go. Let me it's know. Only a tw- it's only a twenty thirty minute drive if there's no traffic. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, next thing we have to discuss. I'm curious, Renzo, uh, as a sound designer in the games industry, especially at Obsidian, uh, have you do you do you think a sound sound designer is like your dream job that you've finally landed in in the industry or? Or do you think there's are, – are you still eyeing the next big role for you to ever potentially transition into? And kind of at the same time, like, what are your next big goals that you want to accomplish in the industry? In, in the industry? There is an absolute big blessing to be able to say that I want to keep doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes for – any job that we aspire to do and you know in co- it's like in a great job can be both or a balance of things you like to do and also a place that's fun to do those things mm-hmm. um luckily obsidian is that and i can definitely say like i want to keep doing what i'm doing like if there are anything that i would aspire to have or do is in the next five to ten years, I would love for a game where I work on, where I am a part of the audio team, for that to win Audio of the Year. That's like, that is my dream right now. Um, would that and, be like a uh, Dice Award that you're looking to win, or that would be that would be awesome, like a Dice Award. Um, I always hold the the Game Awards in a sort of big caliber because it's like the most publicly known. Mm-hmm game awards show you want churches to perform and then go up and accept an award afterwards (laughs) yes i want churches to like perform in a future obsidian game and then that game to win audio of the year exactly but (laughs) so so this is for our audience and for nick i i woke up one morning to a text from renzo and it was him at the game awards (laughs) dude you would love this and it was churches performing the theme to death stranding it was the most key and rice thing i've ever seen in my life and i was like <laughs> key and you need to be here <laughs> yeah, i literally walked into work and went my friend is saw churches sing the death Stranding." <laughs> i was like cr- crying out of like jealousy and happy <laughs> um but uh obviously churches inspires me a lot uh who and what is inspiring you in your career 
That's a very good question. Um, it's okay to say me. <laughs> I'm joking. It's a lot of different people. Um, it's a lot of. It's a lot of people. Um, this was on the notes, and I didn't take the time to like kind of like think about that. I. Um, That's good, actually. I, I think it's great when you answer on the spot because it's more genuine, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people who I, I think. Here's what I'll say. People who I admired, who I saw who worked really hard, and I also saw that they still struggled through the day, that they kind of became my inspirations because they were the ones to tell me, like, it's okay if you're not perfect. Um, I won't name them, but, like, uh there's this person who's a sound designer who's like, in my opinion, they are one of, if not the best in the business. Um, They've worked on incredible games and all that. Um, Are you comfortable naming some of the games? uh, They were on God of War. (laughs) Boy! (laughs) (laughs) I went to their office because they needed to, they were trying to solve an issue. And like, I always saw this person as like, like okay that they, they got this like they know everything like so walk in the park like why would they ever ask a question and they were like staring at wise um the audio middleware program and they were just like frowning and we're like why is this not working why is this not working like mm. i don't know what's going on and i was trying to like help look at a bug and i was like oh like do you want me to get a capture log and they're like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. get get this and that because they were like really focused i was like okay yeah and I got it for them, and they were like, yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, sure. I don't know why. That day I still think about a lot because, like, you know, it made me realize, like, these people who we kind of see as, like, uh, you know, we, we bring them to a high level. It, it's a reminder that they're human. Like, this person has a family, uh, and this person has a life mm-hmm. and own struggles, and they were, like – you know, whatever they're going through that day or just that particular issue, they were like, what is going on? Like, why? it's so simple. Like, why is this happening? It should be like a simple thing. That person will always be an inspiration for me. Um, on top of just like everyone who I met in Boston. So really, and I really do mean this sincerely, I include the two of you in that because you, <laughs> both of y'all and everyone... I met at Boston Postmortem and all that. Like, everyone was really chill and kind, even though all of y'all were, like, super smart at what y'all did. Um, so I would say, like, the Boston game dev community as a whole was, like, a huge inspiration for me to go, like, hey, games are cool, and, like, it's a community too. Let me keep doing this. Um, so I would say that. The Boston game dev community and then this one awesome sound designer – who made me realize like, hey, it's okay to struggle. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. I, I like the entire Boston game dev community has been like this interesting thing that we've all been from the same generation of it essentially, or been a part of it in the same like time period and seeing how everyone's kind of like grown and like shifted and still been Left doing Boston awesome things. Even. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like that is like, or it's 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 definitely like a super inspiring community. 
uh, to be a part of. And like, even when you're no longer in Boston, it's like, you're still like a Boston game developer. <laughs> you're still always like a part yep. of like that group. For uh, sure. I'm curious, Renzo, if there's anyone in the industry, if, well, not just any, anyone, but potentially just like any other role or person that you think it would be interesting to switch spots with uh, for the day. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would love. To <laughs> as a uh, as hard as um melissa farrow's job was at Harmonix, all like the event management mm-hmm. that she had to do bless her she kept that place <laughs> running um based melissa loved, yeah <laughs> i would have loved to have done that um i think like event coordinating mm-hmm. for a studio so not necessarily production although i would have loved to have done although audio production would be cool i think like it'd be cool to switch spots in a completely different apartment and do like coordinating of events uh for like another team mm-hmm. especially at harmonics like everyone was super fun there and i think like seeing what that job would have been like would have been cool because like example i loved think pax east 2016 when like the rock band stage was there pax east 2017 i forgot what year 2016 uh, yeah, 2016 yeah. that was when the event set list and everything that was, was really there. cool yeah. and like that w- it would have been amazing to like help put that put that together and like help like you know help folks on stage and all that i think that would have been cool mm-hmm. that's like i guess like in terms of the industry that would have been one to be cool to nice. do and see what it was like cool I'm just now th- reminded that we need to have Melissa on this podcast <laughs> along with Ethan. And honestly, Renzo, for a second, I thought you were going to say Ethan. I, IT wonderkind Ethan Yedin. Um, Dude, Ethan, of, Ethan also kept that place running. Bless him. He still does, it seems like. He still does. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Um, less work-focused, more life-focused. Um, last week, Nick and I, we went through our favorite games of the last decade, ranging from Destiny 2 to Final Fantasy 15, a little bit of Rock Band 4, a little bit of Rock Band 3, uh, some Depression Quest, some Resident Evils. Um, what are some of your favorite gaming memories? It could be work. It could be playing uh, from the past decade. 2010 yeah, to 2019, just to be clear. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the decade. Um this might be a little cheesy because everyone praises it, but I also do uh, The Last of Us. Um, that was a game that made me go like, okay, this is what quality of work can create. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that game went on to do – that game went on to do well, but also like in terms of gaming, um, that game really hit uh, in a good way in terms of emotions and all that. Um, it's like the first dad game really as well. It wasn't a dad yeah. game on any of our yeah, lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really was. Um, I can say this for all three of these games. Uh, the last, uh, the, the last, uh, Life is Strange games. Um, all three of those have something special in them. And I appreciate that. Even though I like the first one the most, um, the music in all three is so oh, good. yeah the soundtrack for before the storm in my opinion is still like one of the most underrated soundtracks in a game like it's beautiful the band daughter 
did most of the music and it's gorgeous it's very good road trip commuting music um daughter not to be confused with the noise metal band daughters (laughs) oh for sure (laughs) that's funny um yeah i remember especially after playing i forgot which life is strange it may have been the first one i felt more motivated to like actually talk with people and like it was a game that made me go like do i listen to people when i talk with them like because it, it came from a time when I was like, again, back in college, I was just focused on myself. I was just like, right. I got to I gotta kick butt, got to kick butt. And I played that game and I was like, I need to talk with people. I need to like hear them out. I think mm-hmm. I ignored this one person last week. I feel bad about that. Let me check in on them. And it did that. And I appreciate that a video game tapped into that. I've had games in previous decades that have done that. But in terms of like this previous decade, definitely the, La- the Life is Strange games have each done something to where like it affected me in real life and i appreciate that they do that so like yeah like life is strange uh the last of us um i always appreciate the uncharted games um celeste uh i have to give huge props to celeste um i still appreciate one message it gave where it was like uh i forgot it's like a it says it a little morbidly, but it's meant to be like good. It's like the more you die, the more you're you're progressing and you're growing. Like, oh, you fell. That's all good. That just means you're you're yeah. growing a little more. And I like I'd always take a picture of that whenever I would like fail and came mm-hmm. across it because it was like, yeah, I am doing good. It's all good. Um, that and the music is like outstanding lena rain kicked so much butt on that soundtrack uh power Audio did the sound design very good audio in general um yeah i think those are my favorite gaming memories cool uh the last question we have for you renzo before we get to our segment right before the break uh could you walk us through what a typical day in the life is for renzo probably a work day let's go with a work day uh, current people, work day. Yeah, it's a current say, work like... day. Let's 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 do that. <laughs> like, what 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 is it like in the life of a a sound designer? Uh, in COVID obvi- nineteen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sure. Basically, um, there will be uh, a stand up of sorts that happens um, with with a team, and it's basically just like. That that's when work starts. Mm-hmm. So like when work starts, um, it's like cool. Like checking in, making sure that I know what to do and that my tasks are set and all that. Um, it's usually like that. It's like the first half is gathering that information, um, and then the second half is like doing the the design and all that. Uh, something cool that's happening right now is. Um, because this particular team has a lot of these stand-ups, uh, me and a coworker, we're switching off. And mm-hmm. like one week, I'll take on, you know, attending all the remote stand-ups, and then the next week, uh, uh, they'll take on the other, the the other week, which is cool. Um, helps us kind of focus on what we're doing. Um, that's kind of a work week um, beforehand. It's, uh, I mean, when I wake up, I usually don't have, like, a routine. I usually just, like, um, I'll have, like, breakfast, and I just kind of, like, 
start getting i'll get i'll get latest on perforce and then like have breakfast <laughs> that's like how it is now like i'll like oh, i'll let it do its thing and i'll like make something um afterwards it's uh i'm right now committing to this and i'm saying it now so now i better do it <laughs> is after work monday to friday at least 30 minutes to an hour ring fit like and cool. even if i feel a little sore in some area like it's all good um and then from there just hanging out um i need to find a different game to play now that i finished final fantasy 7 remake i mean there's still animal crossing but mm-hmm. there's still some others that i gotta look at um it's kind of the day overall cool well thank you for taking the time to answer those those questions so people could get to know you better and understand that kind of the, the kind of career path you've had and what your job is is now and what it has been and all that fun stuff um before we transition to the break uh we'll jump into my video pick of the week um, nick's video pick of the week air horn insert air horn here baby Boo. exactly <laughs> uh so, so the past few weeks I've picked a usually something silly or or, or funny. Um, this is more or less just something interesting. So I've been watching a lot of streams from. There's a streamer called Kit Boga, and he usually scams scammers, on, <laughs> like As like you the do. like the, hey your computer is infected with a virus call Microsoft and we'll fix it, and usually I try to get like you know like money or gift cards for, for money or gift cards from you. Um, in a related video to one of them, I found this other person who does the same thing, uh, and they scam scammers. But this person ended up remoting back into the whole scammers organization and like having access to like security cameras and like listening Jeez. in on audio in their in their office and access to computers and documents and all this stuff just like out of like sheer luck or skill they got access to to this, and they put up like a four part a four part video series so i think it's like an hour or two long in in general but also after they put this up the bbc turned it into a documentary um which is Whoa. also cool so i have a, I have, a, I, have a, I have a link to this in in the show notes and we'll also share it on social and all that stuff i just thought it was interesting um it's not like i said it's not like funny or silly it's just like oh wow that's a really interesting look into that side of the 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 tech world, the the mm-hmm. shady tech world. Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought that would be f- that would be fun to share. Cool. Uh, I I personally am a bit biased in saying that I'm a bit disappointed it was the original video pick of the week idea. <laughs> uh, but you know, I guess we, the we world isn't ready for mention. me. Uh, yeah, maybe I guess the world isn't ready for me as a four year old in Ireland going cheese cheese <laughs> into a video camera. We'll save uh, that for next week. <laughs> But all right, um, and with that, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to a little quick break, and we'll be back with uh, you know the hashtag Renzo Minute. Me again here with a content warning for everyone. In our second half, we lightly touch upon suicidal ideation in a discussion on mental health and mental well-being. If that content might be upsetting or triggering for you, feel free to skip ahead a few minutes. Hello, and welcome back to Figuring It Out. I am your current co-host, Renzo G. Heredia. <laughs> um, this is a, a new power bestowed upon me at this moment that is greatly appreciated, um, and I will do my best to keep keep the flow going. Um, so basically, from here, it's just 
extending the hashtag Renzo Minute segment and just kind of talking about a bit about um, uh, basically my pick of the week. So here's Renzo's the, pick of the week. There are multiple picks. <laughs> I have three picks that I t- super recommend anyone to check out. Um, it's a song, a game, and a movie. Um, two games, actually. So the first is the song A Matter of Time by Cell Dweller. Um, I mentioned uh, this band previously. Fantastic blend of electronic uh, electronic sounds and heavy metal. Uh, this, this song is another great example um, of that. Um, they released on an EP recently. <laughs> and cool yeah that's that's your song pick of the week from renzo yeah yes and uh there's two games that i highly recommend uh first one of course is animal crossing gotta give the recommendation there second one is bloodstained ritual of the night um spiritual successor to castlevania symphony of the night great game love the music uh for what it is the fact that it's a kickstarter funded project for what it is like it's fantastic like there's bugs and some things that could be better but for what it is like it's a very good game and uh very addicting like i've played through it like three times already are you Um, playing it on currently i i just replayed it uh a month ago i think on i couldn't do nightmare but i did hard and i managed to do that that was fun can't do nightmare i think like you can't you don't you don't level up and that was too much i was like no i i can't i can't do it but on hard it's just the same game but harder and Mm -hmm. i was like okay cool i could do that yeah it's part of xbox game pass which is really handy for people who have game pass that's how i've been playing it uh i know it's also on switch and playstation so this is a great pick i love that game Mm -hmm. yeah uh and then a movie i will always recommend is wally um a I bring it up because uh, a former coworker of mine actually just saw it, which is pretty cool. And I was like, "Whoa, you just saw this!" Um, and it's a beautiful movie. And in my opinion, it is Pixar's best film, or at least it is my favorite Pixar film. I think that's a better way to phrase that. But um, very good movie, and I recommend it. It's, it's definitely a great film. Yes, it's been probably a decade since I saw it last. I think like I probably saw it. A few times after it came out but not since so it's good it's uh there's also a fantastic this sound design video is still always recommended to sound designers to this day uh ben burt the sound designer uh he's most known for star wars he did a behind the scenes of how he did the sounds for wally and mm. to this day cool. that behind the scenes stuff is still recommended for like sound design students and others to look at is that on youtube it is on youtube just oh, search cool. wally ben burt b-u-r-t-t uh, wait, B-R-T-T? And, uh, yeah, you will find it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll have to give that video a watch. Heck uh, yeah. Maybe the, maybe the film as well. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. And now we move on to Renzo's Two Truths and a Lie. We have a game show. So, oh, snap. So from here, I'm going to give – I'm going to do three rounds. Each round, I will give – Three uh, sentences, two are truths, 
one is a lie, and I want to see how figuring it out co-hosts Nick and Kian do. So here we, we go. Can we figure out the truths? Can we figure out the lies? We shall see. So starting with round one, two truths and a lie. I was, here are the three facts. I was the only euphonium player in my entire college at one point. I've never watched the show, Doug. I've never played Super Mario RPG. I don't even know what a euphonium is. Yeah, I don't either. Before we answer, <laughs> I feel like it has well. to be a lie. I don't know if it's well. real. <laughs> uh, euphonium players hate this uh, particular analogy, but to best describe it, it is a tuba but smaller. Okay. Oh, interesting. It is most known if you've heard Gustav Holst's "The Planets." It plays the solo on Mars. Gotcha. I, I've not heard that. Right. So, um, Nick, what are you thinking? I am going to answer uh, that Renzo has. Uh, I think the lie is that Renzo has never watched a show, Doug. I believe he has. I I, I feel like Renzo's watched Doug as well. I'm pretty sure Renzo's a Beats fan. Yes. Is that your? That's final our final answer. answer. That's our final answer. Aiu Killer Tofu. <laughs> <laughs> Quail is, Man. That is correct. Patty mayonnaise. That's cool. We did it. We did it. We know Renzo. We can just we can just skip the other. I want to get to round three, but we can still skip them. <laughs> they don't good. count even if we get them wrong. <laughs> All right. All right so far, two. so far, so good. We're going to round two. Here are the three facts. My favorite Nickelodeon show ever is Rocco's Modern Life. My favorite pizza topping is pepperoni. My favorite Cartoon Network show ever is the Powerpuff Girls. I'm gonna let Kian answer first. I, I feel like you have a different pizza topping that's your favorite. But Nick, what do you think? I was thinking the same thing, especially considering he, he he made pizzas for a long while. Uh, I would assume that someone who crafts pizza would have more than just pepperoni being their favorite topping. Because as someone who just only consumes pizza, pepperoni is my favorite topping. And but, like, like honestly, you might as well just say like you just prefer cheese. Exactly. <laughs> uh, That's so, the yeah. secret. I know Little Caesars isn't like high end like bourgeois pizza, but you still worked <laughs> on made pizzas for a living. So, uh, final answers. That is my final answer. I think that your favorite pizza topping is pepperoni. Is the lie? Yeah, yeah. Mojo Jojo. I know. I, I feel like. I feel like. I feel like that that one could be it. But I'm going with pizza because yeah. Y'all are great because the answer is wrong. My favorite Nick show ever is Hey Arnold. Oh. How can your favorite Nickelodeon show not be Rocker's Bottom Line? It is so it is good. A, it has a B-52 theme song. It is a great show. Tom Kenny is an amazing voice actor doing Heifer. But I, Hey Arnold is just, in my opinion, incredible. And despite of all the toppings I've had in pizza, pepperoni is still the quintessential. Like you, you gotta have it. You gotta have pepperoni. Right. Okay. You know, what? you know what? Your opinion doesn't matter, football head. <laughs> Damn, we're going, we're going. Wow. Uh, we're we're taking shots here on uh, on the Renzo segment. So uh, we've been building up to this for four weeks. We invited you into our house. Yep. It was actually King's master plan. Yep. Any sirens you hear on our end? So uh, just take precaution. So. <laughs> Round three, the final round. Let's see yeah, how Nick this. and Kian do. Three facts. I've seen Rammstein in concert. 
I've seen Nobuo Ematsu perform in a Final Fantasy concert. I've seen Paramore twice. I I just have I can't live in a world where I've never seen Paramore live and Renzo <laughs> seen them twice. <laughs> so I have to go with that one. I also am pretty sure you've been to a Final Fantasy concert at like Berkeley or the BSO multiple I... times because they always come to Boston. So I feel yeah. like that can't be it. And I know you're a Rammstein fan to some degree. So well, I, feel I like don't. You maybe have seen that. Well, one. I can't. I'm trying to think if Rammstein has ever toured in an area that I think Renza has been living in during that time where there's a tour. I'm trying to put the that math, to, well, math together well, in my head. In Texas, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. prior to moving to Boston, and so, so awesome. I'm not. I don't. But, I don't know so if Renza might have seen Rammstein in concert. Yeah, that might be the lie. Uh, as much as I hate to admit that Renzo's seen Paramore more than yeah, I have. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm gonna go with Rammstein being the lie, uh, but yeah, that that is my final answer. Is is Rammstein? Keen, what's your final answer? I'm deferring to Nick here. I, yeah, I, I don't want to admit it, but I, I think I I'm wrong. <laughs> Nick, Kian, you're amazing friends, amazing co-hosts. It gives me pleasure to say the answer's wrong. I have not seen Paramore twice. I've not seen them oh, at all. I should have trusted my heart <laughs> and soul. I've not seen them. I'm so sorry. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with being wrong. <laughs> I would have rather been right and said that Renz is a filthy liar <laughs> in the business of misery. Wow. But, but I was ignorant to, to, to the reality. Good one. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> um, well, can I end that game show with uh, two points? Or two, two points total, <laughs> one, one point, point each. <laughs> yep, yep. It's all good. It's all That's good. We'll, good uh, if we ever decide to rematch, you know, let me know. Like, I, I believe in y'all. And this was, we'll this have was, to do uh, a rematch where we all have yeah. three rounds of two twos. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that'd be awesome. Um, rad. Well, it was awesome hearing fellow friends Nick and Kian kind of take guesses at what was true, what was what was a lie. Uh, when take was the, the Rammstein concert? Sorry to interrupt. Now I'm curious. Oh, it's all good. Uh, 2011. It was okay. uh, at the Izod Center in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I took a bus from Boston to New York uh, okay. and then transferred Vacation. to New Jersey. It was a so long. It was a long, okay. long day yeah, and night. Yeah, I can imagine. See, long, that, long, that was me with X Japan. I was bus like, trips were not part was, of my math equation in my head. <laughs> that's all flying good. across the country. I was on like the right side of the balcony, and I could still feel the fire during Duhast. It was awesome. Uh, it's pretty intense. Duhast mish. Duhast mish. Um, but yeah, so nine. From here, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take the floor again, and um, wanted to talk about mental health. So it is Mental Health Awareness Month, um, and something that I'm very appreciative so i've kind of i appreciate that both y'all have kind of asked me questions about my career and all that i know i kind of touched on this previously the people who have inspired me the most are the folks who have let me know that it's okay to like open up about things and basically talk about the fact that hey some stuff isn't perfect it's all good um so i'll mostly just kind of talk about myself here um basically just talking about sort of my experience with uh my mental health so essentially last year um i was going through a lot of anxiety and 
after being recommended this, I decided to see a therapist and I was eventually diagnosed with moderate to severe anxiety. And it's it mostly occurs during points where I feel like... Was it general anxiety, sorry? Yeah, just, just general, general anxiety disorder. Yeah. And they said I had like moderate to severe. And I wanted to mostly bring it up because like... Um, I've gotten a lot of, you know, compliments from folks on like, hey, like, you know, you're doing all this stuff in your career. It's awesome. Um, and people who have motivated me are ones who they've kind of talked about their struggles and things like that. And it's something I want to do as well, especially for anyone who decides to pursue work in games or decides to like do anything that they really want to sort of go for. Because at the end of the day, like, you should go for what you want to go for and, mm-hmm. like, you know, strive for it 100%. It's mostly just, like, it's nice to give yourself a reminder of, like, eh, there might be bumps on the road. That's okay. I mostly say that because I never really gave myself those reminders all of my life. All of my life, um, even when I was when I was working with y'all at, at Harmonix, um, I put a lot of pressure myself on saying like, okay, each week I gotta get better. I gotta, you know, I gotta author a drum part and uh, it's gonna be flawless. There's gonna be no bugs. I can't have any bugs. And then mm-hmm. if there's a week where I had a bug after a couple of weeks where I didn't have any, I would let it get to me. Like, why do I have a bug? I have one bug. Why, you know? Um, that's your typo in a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for us as social media or community managers. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it, um, I've always kind of had it. And just I reached a point in my life where I think it just kind of it was really starting to, um, I guess, peak out in a way. Because starting last year, I was getting really stressed. And... Most people would go like, oh, it, it must be your job. Like, your job must be stressful. When no, um, it was less stressful than previous jobs. In fact, everything I was doing and everything I've had in my life became so good that the second I felt like, oh, I plateaued or, oh, this thing isn't going as well, I would interpret it as like I'm a failure or that I I didn't do good enough I don't deserve to do this and it would turn into hateful thoughts about myself the best way to describe sort of my personal anxiety voice is the character Terrence Fletcher in the movie Whiplash love the movie great movie that movie is one where I can absolutely say that that character, J.K. No spoilers, Sim- just for the word. Oh, for- I'm watching that movie tonight for the first time, just <laughs> as an FYI. Oh, I so this is convenient timing. It's very good. Um, all I will say time. is, like, um, everything that that character, J.K. Simmons, plays, like, spews out at the student is almost verbatim my anxiety voice because it just comes in at moments where where like I will make one mistake and that one mistake I will interpret as like 
I'm done. Like, that's it. Mm. It's over. Like, everything's over. What is everything? I don't know. But it's over. <laughs> um, yeah. mm-hmm. And, like, I'm able to laugh about it now. And I'm very – I'm so blessed that I can do that and talk about it with you all right now. But mm-hmm. I know that I am going to have days where it will come out again. And I'm going to have a hard time fighting that voice. Mm-hmm. I talk about this with you all in the podcast because – Maybe there's listeners who are also going through that, especially in, you know, this quarantine, this pandemic that we're kind of going through. And I think it's good to take, especially this month, as a reminder that it is so okay to feel whatever you're feeling, whether it's like your burden. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay Mm -hmm. to not be okay. 100%. Take this. uh, Yeah. Um, Well, I I personally appreciate you taking this time. Same here. Same here. Um, I mean, I think last week when we kind of went over our top 10 games of the decade, a recurring theme in my list was depression, anxiety, <laughs> struggling. Uh, and I mean, you know, Renzo, I've seen you tweeting about you dealing with anxiety a lot. And that's been great to see as someone who has been pretty open historically about his own issues struggling with. Uh, I have a moderate obsessive compulsive disorder, which is a different type of anxiety disorder, but can be very similar. And having dealt with depression and suicidal ideation as a child a lot, um, it's great to kind of see people talk about their struggles and also see them be successful. So like seeing mm-hmm. you talk about that and like talking about how it's not sort of the picture people might have of someone dealing with these issues, I think is really great. Um, and I'm happy to hear you talk about that. Yeah, I really, I, uh, I really appreciate that, Kian. Um, I was going to go back to a, there's, two things recently especially last year that helped me a lot and there was one that was like it was my personal like okay it's okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna see a therapist and again i only Mm -hmm. speak for myself when i talk Mm -hmm. about all this but um the first one is a video people shared on twitter a lot it's an interview with the wrestler racho mandy uh what is it uh the macho man randy macho man savage that's his full name amazing guy amazing voice i can't imitate him because his voice is legendary (laughs) but an interviewer uh basically just asked him like hey man like you're strong like you are the macho man like does macho man ever cry and he just kind of asks that i think kind of as a joke but also serious and without a beat uh randy just goes like yeah uh uh-huh it's okay and i can't remember what he says verbatim but it was something like it's okay for macho men to cry. I've cried a thousand times. I will cry some more. And then he goes mm-hmm. on to say like, but as long as like you fall, but you try to get back up, then you are a like macho maniac. And the first time I saw that I teared up. I like pretty much cried because I was like, here's this jacked dude. Who's like a legend mm-hmm. in wrestling saying like, I've cried. I'm probably going to cry again, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get back up and that makes me a macho maniac and that makes you one too. And it's like so empowering. Um, the second one was, uh, uh, and I apologize. I forgot her name. Uh, I feel so bad. I forgot her name. It's like Lena. She is known as the, uh, the obsessed girlfriend meme. Like the one who like kind of makes a stare at the picture. Oh, okay. She decided to uh, stop doing YouTube and she Mm -hmm. made like a 20, 25 minute video about kind of 
her dealing with depression and how she was going through similar anxiety, anxious thoughts that I was. Um, basically, like, there was a point she talked about in her video where um, she she would make video diaries to kind of, like, just be have to have an outlet. And she would just talk about her issues. There was a one of her video diaries. She She's basically breaking down because, like, she's, like, she just points out all of these things that she has. She's like, I have a house. I have all of these things, but I'm unhappy because it's almost Thursday and I don't have a video. And she's like, she says that and she like, it just makes her cry. And like, I realize like, that is me. Like I I have to talk to someone because mm-hmm. that that's me. It's like, I would struggle over like one tiny thing I didn't get done, whether it's like I didn't work out or uh, this sound I had to make, I got feedback that I had to change it. I would interpret it as like, I failed, that's it, I'm done. And I had to stop thinking that. Um, And after, you know, deciding to see a therapist and to this day still doing so, it has helped me immensely in having these reminders that it's okay to like have this kind of mental fight and that you know there's people who go through it too and it is what it is but again like we are fucking kicking ass going through the days especially with this current situation we're all forced to be in Mm -hmm. it's like we are literally kicking ass every day just like doing whatever we're doing even if it's just chilling even if it's hustling on whatever it is i think that's important right yeah Um, i mean i'm in a a unique situation where I started uh, self quarantine, self isolation, social <laughs> distancing, etc. Yeah, employed uh, right. and like with no real immediate worries. And now I'm like, shit, I haven't applied for enough jobs today, and I'm trying to like have to back up and be like, this is a wild time to be looking for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, cutting myself some slack. So like that that is really important. Self care um, is an incredibly important thing to be doing right now as well um, so glad you kind of mentioned that as well mm-hmm. so. yeah dude it's um i've been very blessed to be around friends like you two friends like the people i met in boston and a lot of other folks who have like basically like they they don't project themselves like they're perfect um mm-hmm. i've been around folks like that in high school and in college and you know i i can't necessarily say oh they are the reason for what i'm going through but like it's amazing to be around people especially going back to boston like boston postmortem like there would be students but there'd also be veterans there but they're just there they're just like chilling and it doesn't feel like there's this uh like career gap or there's no like clickiness, right? Like it's yeah, you could yeah. Talk to it's it's not like oh, I have to have five years of experience before asking um before asking Don Rivers a question like mm-hmm. or someone like there was never that. It was just oh hey, how's it going? How's work going for you? Oh, what's this thing you're dealing with? Mm-hmm. Do you all want to get H Mart? Oh, what's good H Mart food that y'all really like? What should <laughs> I check out in Cambridge? Oh, there's a show at the Middle East. Like it stuff like that was always incredible um and 
I always attribute the Boston game to the community for like kind of instilling early on in my path that it's all right to like, um, you know, ask questions and all that because it helped immensely in my journey last year in going like, okay, I need to ask questions now about myself and Mm -hmm. how to deal with any struggles that I have. And it's helped a lot and it's something I'm still grateful for. Awesome. Well, I think we're, we're grateful for you. Absolutely. We're grateful for you sort of talking about your experience. I think that's always helpful for people to hear because mm-hmm. I think similar to your story, Macho Man and Randy Savage. <laughs> and I mean, he's not the only wrestler even, right? Like I know Dwayne The Rock Johnson has talked yep. about sort of masculinity and depression and showing feelings and his own struggles as well. And uh, I think that stuff is important because like you said, not everyone's perfect and trying to appear that way can be damaging not only to yourself but to others in the long term so yeah dude yeah. appreciate it uh i know for others too never feel like too like just because i'm saying this it's like you gotta open up too it's like i'm yeah. just talking about it i'm just like eh, it's something and it's like just like if you know like something's up it's that's awesome and you gotta do what's right for you hell yeah hell yeah Fuck yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I think is musical, and maybe it's time now that we take back our hosting privileges, right, Nick? I think we need to we need to yes resume <laughs> control of our own podcast. <laughs> it was a beautiful moment of power, and I appreciate it. It was a bleak, <laughs> bleak moment, <laughs> bleak period of time. Much like our next song in my fourth song pick of the week can't believe um, we hit four yeah we, we hit four i mean technically five song picks uh if we count the t- double header we got this week thanks to renzo <laughs> um we talked a lot about the music we've been listening to earlier renzo and nick you were both talking a lot about mm-hmm. like, metal music and i was kind of over here being like yeah but carly ray jepson and that saxophone <laughs> um but and we talked about this band in our first episode uh i want to pick a song that reminded me of renzo uh not because I think Renzo's a bleak, pessimistic soul. He's most wow. certainly not. But because when I think of bands that I know Renzo loves, two come to mind. Uh, the first is Japanese death metal band Dur and Grey. Uh, Great band. And I did debate putting Hageshi Shato Kune Mune no Naka de Karamatsuita Shakuretsu no Yami, which I think translates to with a fiery vengeance rage burns in my heart uh, Hell yeah. as our song pick of the week. Uh but I decided not to. I decided that we should give the most Renzo song possible, which is Bleak by Open. Um, so we're going to pause for a second and we're going to like let the audience hear it and then we'll be back in a moment. a bit of bleak uh so i think opeth renzo you're a big opeth fan uh nick i'm not sure how into opeth you're 
I've, I've listened to him. I think Renzo's gotten me more into Opeth over over the years, especially during Harmonics, where I I, I've, I was always aware of who Opeth was, mm-hmm. uh, but I never listened to them until Renzo was like, "Yes, Opeth, listen." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, okay, <laughs> I will." And now fun they frequently come up on my on my Spotify. Yeah, fun fact is Opeth is the first metal band I really got into. Not Metallica, not not Dragon Force, nothing nothing like that. Even though those were my other two big metal bands in high school, Opeth was my first. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghost Reveries was like my first metal album. Uh, but Bleak by Opeth is a song from their 2001, uh, some might say magnum opus, Blackwater Park. It's a concept album, as a lot of Opeth albums are. Uh, and Bleak guests, uh, Renzo, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it, it guests on vocals Stephen Wilson, mm-hmm. which is your favorite musician. He's the, the he's a solo artist. He founded Porcupine Tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know it's an artist you love. He doesn't wear shoes ever. <laughs> it seems like no socks in public. Uh, but it's just like a really perfect encapsulation of what Opeth is as a band. It goes from this sort of serene, like kind of like melodic um, metal to like (laughs) like just foreboding utter like darkness and terror uh to again this like beautiful sound um and it's probably the highlight of blackwater park for me uh, and one of the stronger songs in opus immensely powerful catalog uh mm-hmm. but yeah uh renzo what are your thoughts on on bleak and blackwater park as a whole blackwater park is a wonderful album um bleak is a good song for sure i'm one of the weird opeth fans in that i think it may not be my personal favorite although it's a great song for sure my favorite on that album it usually goes back and forth between the title song Blackwater Park and the Drapery Falls. Um, to this day, when I listen to un- honestly anything on this album, so I'll use Bleak as an example. This album, I always think of a snow blizzard in Boston, and I'm walking on Commonwealth Avenue through a blizzard, getting to class because I would listen to this album a lot during snow during like snow mm-hmm. season, and there's an interesting sound. Um, in this song and this whole album of there's like all of these guitar layers that are playing the bass players playing his own vamp there's like guitars playing like layers of just like a uh, ambient sounds and then there's other guitars like riffing here like like that um but there's still like guitars like doing their own thing drummers doing an awesome sound there's a beautiful sound in this album um uh and yeah steven wilson did the production of this i forgot who was the mixer i don't think it was steven himself who mixed the album but he also sings on this track he does he guest vocals on this track um it's a beautiful album um yeah this and watershed and even their most recent stuff. Um, I forgot the name of their most recent album that came out last year, but I've been I've been enjoying that one. That one is also really good. Um, I love I love ba- kind of like a During Gray. I love bands that aren't afraid to change their sound with each album or even each song. They're very dynamic, which is kind of like the whole thing with progressive rock or progressive metal. Mm-hmm. Um, I love music that does that, and Opeth is definitely a very good example of that. Perfect, perfect. Well, all right, that was our song pick of the week for this week. 
next time we'll maybe pivot the exact opposite direction and give you some like poppy as hell stuff uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see where my mind's at all right so yeah that'll 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 do us for uh episode four of figuring it out renzo thank you for joining us this was wonderful to have you on thank you so much and thank you all for having me yeah no it's of course it's always good to, to talk to you and and uh catch up um if you want to stay up to date with everything going on with the podcast definitely subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify pocketcast youtube anchor we're available everywhere as far as i know wherever you want to listen you could do so um, if you're listening on uh, iTunes slash Apple, leave us a review on, on there. It's super important. It helps us out, helps, helps discovery, which seems like it's working uh, because we have a good amount. We of have listeners. 30 stars total. Do we? We have six five-star reviews. Oh, okay. Six I times thought you five. meant 35 stars. <laughs> I was like, wow, I, I thought it was a little less than that. But, yes, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's been great. Uh, definitely do that. I said this in the past few episodes but the first handful of weeks those reviews really help with discovery on itunes uh which which is super awesome um otherwise everything uh you can find it all at figureitoutcast.com which brings you to our anchor page um we are uh figure it out cast on twitter and instagram keen and i post to those so definitely check those out for any behind the scenes stuff or just the news on when the next episode is dropping um if you want to drop us a line you can do so at show at figureitoutcast.com uh, if you have any questions feedback or anything feel free to do it there um before i share my handles and kian's renzo where can people find you on the internet mm-hmm. um for me you can find me on twitter uh my twitter handle is just my full name at renzo g heradia uh renzo how do you spell that for folks at sure home? so i'll spell it full out so r-e-n-z-o g h-e-r-e-d-i-a at renzo g heredia and we'll, we'll we'll put that in the show notes as well so just so you can click it and go right go right there yeah. um can where can people find you you can find me on instagram tiktok my first tiktok is coming soon oh boy I i'm excited out a tiktok video uh, and twitter as at the key and rice that's t-h-e-c-i-a-n-r-i-c-e uh i'm about nonsense and i post selfies and karaoke videos occasionally on my insta and uh you'll have to see what my tiktok is i'm excited to find out um i am on twitter and instagram as at nick underscore mudry um and i'm also on twitch at it's nick mudry for my username um definitely uh, follow me on all those platforms i don't have a tiktok account that will have any interesting videos created on it so can't i can't one-up key in with that just yet maybe i'll have an idea for a tiktok someday um but otherwise thank you everybody for for listening to episode four thank you once again to renzo for hopping on and chatting with us for a decent amount of time this was really fun uh, we will be back next thursday with another episode until then uh have a good one bye have a good one y'all <laughs>